The year has begun. We are live in 2024 with five. How many? Five comic books to review and four. Count them. Four pals. We have Marco. Hello. Kale. What's up? Hot Tyler. dogs. Hello. Hot dogs. And I'm Sean. This is Pals Pulls. Happy to have you. Happy to be here. 2024. Hope it's a good one. Marvel, DC, and the entire comic book community decided to kick things off hot this year. And so we've got Batman. What is this? 141. The end of the Mind Bomb arc. Fall of the House of X, number one. Vengeance of Moon Knight, number one. I don't know when the last time we talked about Moon Knight was on this podcast. The Amazing Spider-Man, number 41. And Pine and Merrimack, number one. Uh, That's a boom book. We'll get to that a little bit later. Let's waste no time. Let's talk Batman. Batman. Yes, Chip Zdarsky with art by George Jimenez. Didn't didn't Jimenez win our... He sure uh, did. Yeah. He sure yeah, did. I was thinking artist. about that the whole time I was Same. reading this book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colors by Tamu Moray. Letters by Clayton Cowles. Uh, yo, wow. What a comic book. What a comic book. Batman was cool. Prefer, Before- I prefer a certain type of Batman. You like you know you like ones that are like you. You like to see yourself in media. This is why right. representation matters, guys. More robots right. for robotic weirdos like Marco. Oh, <laughs> I get, I get it. Yeah. Uh. So this issue really gives us exactly what is promised. It's the battle between Bruce Wayne Batman and Zoranar failsafe Batman. Um. This has gone about how I thought it would, but this issue hits on every single possible level. I can't believe how good this comic book was. Maybe I'm just in a good mood today. There were so many moments. Like I felt like I was on this ride with Batman as he's facing off with this Terminator-like version of himself once again, but this time he doesn't have Superman. He doesn't have allies. He has nothing. And, but he, but his wits, that's it. But his enemy is him. How can he win? Arguably, his enemy is uh, a, a souped-up version of him, right? Because isn't that the, the whole thing with Zoran R? Well, Failsafe is a souped-up version of him. Zoran R is just another aspect of his you know, personality. But he's facing the mind of his, his own mind in the body of a machine that he already barely beat before that he mm-hmm. beat beating it was actually going deeper into the plan of Zoranar in the first place. Didn't I, it I, throw him from the moon or some shit? Something crazy like that. Some kind of, <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Like yeah, that, yeah. That aspect of it, of like, it was all mind games and that was a lot of fun. It, it was cool to see Bruce be like, surely he'll, I'm going to do this and therefore he's going to think that I'm going to do that. But really the thing to do is not the thing that I think it's like, wait, but hold on a second. But then he's going to think the same thing. And then I had to catch myself being like, I, this was, there, there was so much there, but it, it was fun to go through that process alongside him and then see the outcome of 
well no but of course the robot version is going to do exactly what he would presume to do it was fun it was cool to see that dynamic i also like that in that specific moment that you're talking about where bruce has the option to go back to gotham and and get his family chip said no i'm not ready for that yet he said, I want my Batman to have laser swords, and that's how this is going to be. That was sick. That was sick. It's funny. Um, go ahead. The, the panel where the, the, the book kind of starts off as like a, a bit of a standstill. They're just talking to each other, and like they're waiting to see where the, the, next, the first move is going to be made. Um, and it's when Bruce makes that first move where he like – it was like a smoke bomb or something um, mm. so he can punch with his robot hand. Um, but that first panel of that movement is like, okay, yeah, I see why Jimenez won Best Artist from us. Uh, it's he, He's kind of has like this almost like a Luffy-esque One Piece like wind up to his punch that I thought was really good. A little stretchy. But but that's his art. That That's very much his like his, his art is just limber like that, you know? There are so many great Jimenez moments. Uh, Batman feigning fear on that same page that you were just referencing. Um, it just you never really see Batman looking like that. Like he just looks so scared and horrified. And then the way he heads for the fucking hills, I love this panel. Look at how he's running. <laughs> he looks like uh, like Bugs Bunny or somebody like that. He looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> the the arrows that delineate the movement. Makes me think he's hopping like a rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in that same breath, uh, in the 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 car scene, where again he's like, "I'm not gonna make it easy for him." You know, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna anticipate the jump and then slow down, and then and then he uh, he ends up slowing down, but obviously he jumps on top. Um, it, it's it's fun to see them just catch themselves or him catch himself through the robot. Um, and at that point, I thought. In the same vein of he's feigning the fear, he's also feigning thinking through up to a certain point and then doing the opposite of that thing. Why would he have to? He, the robust, uh, Zernar's not in his mind anymore. No, no, but uh, he's but he's going to think the same thing. That's why in, in that car scene, he's like, let him, let him try to catch it, uh, then floor it, but he shoots over. He still lands in the car, even though the expectation was to not. But really, the plan was to think that all along, and then toss the little, uh, the sticky stuff inside the car. Mm. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, it really is like uh, Bugs Bunny versus Wiley e. Coyote or Spy versus Spy or anything like that. Just with two, you know, well, one peak human individual and one, you know, machine body with a human, with peak human brain. Um, it's It's a lot of fun to read. It really is. I have one gripe with it. And it's 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 not minimal, but um, there is a bit of we've seen this in this you know run already. We've seen the failsafe Batman face off, um, and Batman trying to run away from it, and you know he's struggling throughout throughout it all, and it looks fantastic. But there was a part of him that was like, all right, I know like Zaranar is in failsafe now. But visually, what does that do besides change the text bubbles? Um, so I had a bit of an issue with that, but but I guess that was that was minimal because I still enjoy this this issue a lot. Yeah, I think that's sort of been my 
overall critique about Zdarsky's run is just like, I feel like this is all stuff we've seen before with some tech swapped out and maybe some slightly different turns, but damned if he doesn't make it an absolute blast. Like I completely forget in the moment. I feel like that's superhero comics. I think it's, it's, you know, we're past the point of innovation for most of this stuff. And the fact that we're reading Batman 141, which is actually probably Batman, you know, a thousand whatever, and we're still excited and, and having a good time. I really think you can't, you can't look for a ton more than that. Um, this, this comic on any other week is my pick of the week without any question whatsoever. I, I just think it's 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 phenomenal. Even the backup, and I hate backups. Yeah. Even the backup yeah. is awesome. I mean, you put I, Dustin Nguyen on the backup. <laughs> yeah. I try. I read one forty 140 and one forty one, and I saw that it wasn't Batman in the backup, and it was an, it was a Vandal Savage backup, and I went, "That's all right. I'm skipping that." <laughs> no love for Vandal Savage. I'm not in the middle of the sweet. Bruce and failsafe action. No way. Sure. Yeah. Read. Um, yeah, the backup is just like another meeting of the minds between the Zuranars from across the multiverse. And they're arguing about which one of them should be in charge of this mm-hmm. operation and of the failsafe body. And it's the it's the uh the what's the word I'm looking? What's the uh the Batman, uh, Batman Beyond, Beyond yeah. Bruce, Bruce Wayne? Bruce yeah. Wayne, yeah. Of yeah. the Zuranar. Saying, hey, I'm the smartest one here. I'm the best. I've been doing this the longest. And, you know, our Zernar is like, okay, cool. And then, you know, smokes them. Um, I had so much fun with that. And I, I just, I, I can't wait to see where this is going. And now we finally understand, which I'd rather not spoil if we can avoid that, why, why we're getting a Joker year one and what the hell all that is about. I'm worried about that. Yeah, it also feels like it's going to tie into uh, what was Sadarsky's young Batman story? The Night. The Night, yeah, which oh, I yeah. never read. Um, so I'm a little worried about that as well. Well, this this series is already tied in with the Night. Like even the mm-hmm. uh, the woman here, who's the former yeah. mentor of Batman, is from the Night. And that's what I'm worried about because I keep it, it keeps referencing the night, and I'm like, man, I, I didn't read that, you know, and I and I kind of want to go back, but read it. Time. Why not? Make a book club. No, <laughs> I won't be doing that. I won't be doing that. Uh, pull pass. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Oh, no way. I'll say it. All Very right. Good. Batman yeah. fucking rules. Very good. I love this it. In, uh, in this year of our Lord 2024. Kale says Batman rules with a Z. Listen, I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, maybe I'm Zuranar Kale. Like, this is just coming in hot. 2024, this is the year. Maybe K- maybe, maybe Kale's into superhero comics again. Uh oh. Speaking of 2024, we got our first super chat hey. of the year from Flo Dameron with the 499 saying, I've been a detective comics guy for years. May have to give this Batman title a shot. Flow, I highly recommend it. I think that I would say there are, there are two arcs that you might find questionable, but largely this has been a very good run. Um, 
I think it's worth your time. I think Chip is cooking. And by the way, you know what? The Bada Boom podcast is pretty good. That's what Flo does. Check out Flo's channel. Why not? I like uh, it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Quilombo um, listed the the arcs. There was a Failsafe, the Multiverse arc, and Gotham War. And now we're, we just finished Mind Bomb. So Failsafe and Mind Bomb seem to be the good ones. I agree. I mean, it's two out of four. So when you list like that, it doesn't sound good. But but uh, I feel like in terms of issue numbers, it's probably better. I also think if you if you look at Gotham War, it's not Chip that was the problem. Hmm. Yeah, I think its existence was the problem. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I don't like think overall. it was. Yeah, I don't think it was bad for Catwoman either. But like as a Catwoman story. Mm. I don't know. Are you reading that? Uh, you reading that run? <laughs> I, I caught up a little bit. I'm not fully caught up. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, pull, pull. Very good. Cool. Starting off the new year right with a great comic. Starting off the new year right, hopefully with a great podcast. Thank you guys for joining us, showing up, supporting. If you want to continue your support, Patreon.com/slash The Comics Pals is the best way. The grind never stops. And so far, you guys have been great to us. We appreciate that. Everybody that joins us on that side of things. Uh, we've got a big year coming, and Patreon is a big part of that. So if you want to get in early on everything that we've got coming and everything that's already there, if you haven't joined our Patreon yet, my goodness, you've missed out on, what, a couple of years now worth of stuff that's yeah. all there for you. So, um, you know, that, years. Jeez. yeah, yep. That support goes a long way for you at this point. So thank you to everybody that chooses to do that. Channel members as well, we appreciate you. Love to see green names in the chat. If you've got those emojis, we want to see them now. Now's the time. Uh, hope you enjoy your early access videos, your emojis, etc. More to come. Everything we're doing is going to get bigger and better this year. Watch this show live every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Watch the main show live every Saturday at 10 a.m., 10.15 a.m., Eastern, everything else at the Comics Pals. You know the drill. I want to keep talking comics. Let's do it. Fall of the House of X, number one. It's finally uh -oh. here. Happening. Yes. This is, of course, by Jerry Duggan, who's big, been one of the architects of the post-Hickman era of X-Men comics. Lucas Wernick on art. Brian Valenza on colors, letters by Travis Lanham. Go ahead. I think I'm done. <laughs> um, now that we have, so, the yeah, end, right. now that we have the end of the Krakoa era, like actually, like we have a a month for it. It's coming. There's a new time coming. Um, like I I pick this up and I'm like, well, I didn't finish X Men. Uh, I didn't finish. Uh, uh, immortal X-Men and then I had a realization I was like I'm good I think I'm gonna just I think I'm done uh, which is kind of a shame and it makes me wonder if like I was just reading X-Men in comics because I like X-Men and not because I like the books um, this was kind of mid for me um, which is weird because it's like a, a Cyclops centric book. It starts off with Cyclops and has a fastball spe special in it. Um, yeah, I wasn't feeling this. My pick of the week. I loved it. 
Oh, dang. Interesting. Okay. Yep. I I got to the 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 coming out of the dream and I was like, who's writing this? Like, oh, Duggan? Damn, I haven't dug his work in the past, but you know what? This this caught me off guard and surprised me and, and I was following along with the story. I was I was having a good time and I had to go back and be like, Oh, this guy? Huh, okay. You know what? Uh, I I like the setup. Uh, I like the little beats and moments that we get. Uh, it was it, there wasn't uh, much beyond some of the action and fun of it. Um, and I'm I'm curious to see how uh, towards the end this all gets resolved and we're gonna save Krakoa. That part's hooked me, um, but this to get through that I had a good time. Uh, guys, bad news to twenty twenty four call dates just me. Uh, I didn't like this book. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about what happens in the book. So it kicks off with Cyclops having some kind of a dream or whatever. It's essentially irrelevant. Um, and but he's 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 captured. He's going. He's captured, and he's you know on trial for the crimes of mutant dumb and. Uh, you know, this is this is what Orcus needs to fully sell humanity on the idea that mutants have to be purged is just being able to put Cyclops away. Um, and this is how tyranny uh, accelerates, you know. Um, and I love Cyclops being cast in this role because this is the familiar role, right? This is hmm. this is the Cyclops who's the martyr. This is the Cyclops who is taking it on the chin for all of mutant yeah. kind. Um, and I, I love seeing him in that position. It feels right to me. Um, you know, Cyclops and Wolverine getting back to basics, kicking ass. They've got a plan to rescue Cyclops and save him. But then that plan gets disrupted by Professor Xavier, who's got his own machinations and pulls Rasputin away. And then Cyclops, or rather Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and, and Colossus have to get it done on their own. Um, and I'm jumping around, but I had fun with every single scene except the literal first, the the flash or the, the dream thing. Cyclops speaking to the Orcus lady from from House of X, whose whose husband died, that kicked off a lot of this shit, almost all of this shit. That was a tremendous scene to me. Tremendous. That was cool, dude. Cool. And uh, and then the way that he like even in her, because obviously she's like the victor in this situation, and he just full on ignores and decides uh, to address. Um, uh, uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh uh, yeah, Omega Sentinel. Um, the Omega Sentinel, and it's like we're, we're we're beyond these people still. Like like ultimately, we will win. We will win the day. Um, and it's like, how do you how do you reconcile with that? It's like shit. Those cool beats and good payoff from three years ago at this point. More than that, it's been five years. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things reading this, and this is I don't I don't. I haven't fully come to terms with uh, or, or thought this through myself. But part of it was like, man, I'm tired of seeing these the same all-star mutants in this book. Like, uh, I'm almost getting tired of like, this one's Wolverine's here, Cyclops is here. Um, I think I'm I think I'm X-Men out in general. <laughs> like part of me is like, man, I wish I can read like, I don't know, like a new mutants with some lean on like lesser known X-Men characters or mutants that the idea of Krakoa kind of promised, but it's just been like this post 
like Fall of X thing. It's just been like, oh, here's all the heavy hitters doing stuff. Um, I'm just, it doesn't speak to the things I like about X Men. But can we talk about the merits of the comic? I feel like, 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 what is your criticism of the book? I think it's boring. That's my criticism with it. It, it feels paint by numbers. Um, like, like, oh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna spend four pages talking about a fastball special. Like we've we've done that plenty of times. Uh, a reverse one's called the screwball special. Fine, I drank one of those once at a bar. Like it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I just this. It it just feels pedestrian. Like I I really just was bored with it. I I felt like the dialogue especially in the Cyclops, uh, Omega Sentinel, and this other lady. Aaliyah Gregor. Yeah, Gregor. I thought it was Gregor. I thought the dialogue in this scene, it didn't totally feel earned for how quick it sort of went off the rails. Uh, Especially when she uh, i i really noticed it when she went don't you dare and i went whoa hold on <laughs> like where's this coming from wait it just you... didn't go ahead it just didn't it felt uh it didn't feel real to me but how not this is a conversation that's been building for years he I says mean... He says grief is a heavy set of chains. Word. Implication being that she's wearing the chains that were put on her by the X-Men by killing her husband. And she says, don't you dare, because she does not want him to try and use the fact that they killed her husband as a play on her sympathy. Sure. When you explain it that way, that doesn't make Cyclops sound likable. <laughs> Cyclops that... isn't likable. He's never been likable. <laughs> Yeah. Um so we even see Krakoa get in the mix, which yeah, we never weird. see. Krakoa never even moves like that. Yeah, and I root. love the fact that Nimrod came there to raise hell and kick ass and Krakoa said, "Nah, you can fuck off. You can fuck right off." With Sap? Yeah. The yeah. tree. Yeah, but I'm like, but he's Nimrod like I feel like you can get out of Nimrod's power level is confusing to me. Well, we never see Krakoa do anything. Fair. So we yeah. don't know anything about how powerful that was or what. But I think it's fair to assume since it happened that it, it, Krakoa outpowered Nimrod. He also called it Amber. So it's yeah. not like it's not just sap. Amber only happens after it hardens and solidifies like over the course of a millennia, but this issue also included one of the only uh, inf- infographic. It's not really an infographic, but I guess we'll, you know, uh, that we've gotten in a long time that I've enjoyed. The one from Cyclops to Jennifer Walters. Really, really good. Um, it talks about, you know, the way that mutants have been treated, mm. um, how, you know, they that he knew that bringing life to Mars was going to cause humanity to uh, revolt and try to take action against them. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's a really good piece of writing on Jerry Duggan's part. And I've been wondering 
where the hell this guy has been the whole time because I have not liked, frankly, much of what Duggan has done in this era. Um, but this 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 knocked for me. The only problem I had was the color, to be honest. I thought it was colored a little weird. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I really, I really, I really liked that. It was like Cyclops' visor was turned off. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. just gold. Mm. I thought that was a really clever piece of, uh, I don't know, art or coloring, like a I've clever choice. That. Yeah, yeah. I haven't either. I think they they that's what Orcus did when he first got captured. They just put this like special visor on him. That makes sense. Oh, and and I guess that's why he mentions. You know, I I thought I smelled the bourbon on like, you know, he's. He's not looking, right? He's not seeing us and no he hasn't noticed through yeah. other means. Okay. Yeah. That tracks. <clears throat> uh I I felt like there were a couple of places where the, the art was just a little weird, just slightly off. Uh again in that aforementioned um don't you dare panel her uh, Gregor's face and hand are just a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Big old cup. I just uh, just uh, just sort of like a there were a couple of places like that where Wernick's art was sort of unusually off, especially since um, what was it, the death of the death of the Scarlet Witch or the trial of Magneto? Magneto. The trial yeah. of Magneto. Um, his his art has been so on point. It feels a little. It's weird to see even these slight misses. Yeah. Yo, when they burned Wolverine, I I was like, oh man, I can't handle watching these X Men get mutilated all the damn time. Wolverine gets burned in everything he's in. <laughs> See, that. Yes, that's I know. Cool. Although the electromagnet was just like, you put the two metal guys together. That's who you teamed up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like as you're talking about the the idea of, of circuits and how mutants can you know get things together there is a circuit of uh, of a of a con for them uh and they're both made of metal so they're gonna get screwed by just a magnet i, w- I will say coolest part was polaris at the end thing i love that costume like the green oh. magneto essentially i like the that distortion of uh just like her field it's see yeah. the wiggles and the art. And also twist bringing in brew from the, I guess that's a pulled on threads that were in that Captain Marvel crossover. The the brood war. I don't know if that was what it was called, but I know Doug he, wrote even that. before that, that was, yeah. um, that was Hickman. Yeah. With the egg. Yep. 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 Let's hit some call. Oh, pull pass. What are we doing? I'll pass for me. Pull. this was good. This was fun. I made it this far, Paul. <laughs> Typical comics fan. <laughs> uh, pick of the week for me. Let's hit some comments. I wanted to call out Jay Millions said, I'm finally catching an episode live. What's up, guys? Jay Millions is one of like the the commenters I've been seeing for the longest that I've never seen in the live chat. So oh, glad nice. to have you. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Bruno says, but Sean, there wasn't even a female glove in sight in this book. Pick of the week. Yes. Listen, I'm not all about, you know, women wearing gloves that barely fit. Yeah. We've got fucking Tigra in Moon Knight later. Like what? 
We're going to talk about that. Sean got his yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Don't even worry about it. Uh, uh, we do. We do have a question from B-Waver. What do you guys think of Rasputin 4? Should Rasputin 4 die during this final chapter or live on to the next era? Uh, live on so I can get that Marvel Legends. Love the design. <laughs> I love Rasputin 4. I I don't see a problem with that character. I mean, I could see why getting rid of her might make sense just because she's sort of a relic of an era that will be bygone. But mm. I can't imagine that they can completely flatline everything. There will be some things that carry over, and I think Rasputin should be one of those things. Too popular. I think it makes sense to keep, you know, like the the continuity logic aside, it, it it happened, right? It happened in a timeline, so she exists. Or has yeah. existed. She doesn't have to be like, you know, on front street. She doesn't need to be on a team. She could just be, you know, in the world. Yeah. I'll pop up she, when someone finds a need. Though she'd kick ass on a team, frankly. Agreed. Speaking of teams, let's talk about gangs. Let's get into Amazing Spider-Man 41, which is a gang war tie-in. Zeb Wells on the words with the returning John Mita Jr., Scott Hanna on inks, Marcio Menez on colors. This was another comic book that I absolutely adored. I thought this was awesome. Um, it is a long measuring contest between Kingpin and uh what's this guy's name again tombstone and uh you know they both got their 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 gangs with them tombstone's gang is twofold it's just spider-man and she-hulk meanwhile kingpin has all kinds of hellfire dudes and typhoid mary who was always good for a good time um meanwhile you have the new sinister six-ish kind of girl group uh led by What's her name? Beetle. Yep. And uh yep. and uh, uh they're at war with the Rose. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on in this comic book. I think the only downside to this comic book is unfortunately the Ramita artwork, which is doing no favors at all to Typhoid Mary. Oh, oh she else. either. Yeah. Ramita is what made this book for me. No way. <laughs> I love the art in this book. Um, even the Typhoid Mary. I love the way he draws her hair. Um, and I, I think if you put Ramita on a book and you just have them have two beefy dudes, just do that, like that Ramita pose where they're punching each other and they both, you know, connect on each other's faces. It's a Ramita thing, but like, I eat that shit up, man. Like, like the, the tombstone kingpin stuff. Uh, this was my pick of the week, actually. Spider-Man. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm loving how simple gang war is. It's just easy. Kale's reaction there just killed me. <laughs> I, I I love you, Kale. Thank you for being back. I appreciate it. This must be these new comic books. I don't. I'm not following. I maybe I read a different book. Y'all y'all like this so much. I maybe I got it wrong. I don't know. You have you have, you have an anti gang policy. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. The I think the art in particular for me. There's a, there's this issue of space and framing for Ramita, everything is so tight, so, so tight. And I think it's a detriment, in particular, the fighting sequences where they're button heads. He picks the wrong moments to accentuate for me. 
He picks the parts where they're already like the momentum has already connected and we're beyond the moment of connection. And it looks like they're just kind of like, dude, it looks like they're making out. Look it, at this. It looks like they're kissing. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I, is he biting his fucking head? Like it, it's, it's so bizarre. I granted, I, you know, I'm not doing the work and, and, uh, but when it comes to just reading it, um, it feels like it's the, the wrong heightened period. That makes yeah. sense. Like, like yeah. We're... Well, and back to your your cramped point. Like, it feels like there are ways to make it feel cramped but cool. You know, this feels like an overcrowded toy box <laughs> or an elevator where there's just too many people on it. Yeah, and... yeah. And it's like, how are people moving at all in this room? In any of these rooms, dude, the room with the room with the rose and the and, yeah. and like Beetle and everybody, it looks like there's no space in that room. Like, it feels like a New I'm, York studio. I'm in the fourth wall and I feel crowded. <laughs> <laughs> Take a step back. Um, uh, that that aside, um, again, Wells, man, I can't knock a script. Like, if it works, it works, and. Like that's um, that at the very least, you have your beats, you have your fun action moments. I, I did like the the uh, She Hulk and Spider Man banter. They're they're quipping. They're that was silly. That was fun. Uh, good time there. Um, but it it didn't. Uh, the moments where I'm just like confronted with faces just took me out. The, the one yeah, knock I'll give that's this a book. Romita thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The one knock I'll give this book. Is that like, it's the Amazing Spider-Man, and is he in this? You know, <laughs> mm. he's kind of you know. I, I think who who said it in the chat? Uh, the Netta isn't Spider-Man supporting character in his own comic. Uh, that's kind of what this uh, event arc, whatever it is, feels like. Uh, and I'm okay with that. You know, Spider-Man has a lot of comics. When when do you get to see Tombstone actually shine a bit? Yeah, we did that in Daredevil too with uh, Devil's Reign. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't feel like that's um I don't feel like that is a big deal. This yeah. whole this whole arc is about something that's larger than Spider Man, but uh that's fine because this is issue forty one. We've had, you know, thirty or forty other issues where Spider Man is the main guy. So I think he could take a backseat. There's so many players in this comic book. And the part the part where Peter and She-Hulk are trying to figure out who it is that Typhoid Mary is flirting with. I was dying. And then when 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 Kingpin finally tells her to knock it off, and Spider-Man's like, thank you. That was confusing. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Silly. I love it. I just felt like it was a little too hammy. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and and not just that, like that, like in ye olden days, I would have loved that. But like the, it felt like that was every piece of dialogue in this book was just it was just ham on ham on ham on ham. A lot of meat in this book, that's for sure. <laughs> Can I call out my favorite sequence before we move on? It's it's when um when Madame Mask has uh this dude's head. Who's this uh Tombs? Silvermane. Yeah. Oh yeah, Silver. Yeah. Uh, when she has his head. <laughs> On the the pl- the battle plan map, and he's like, "Are you using my head as a paperweight?" <laughs> and it's just this tight close up on Madame Mask, and she's just like, "Yes." 
And that's all she says. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like how goofy this book is. And I think to to something that that Sean has said in the past about this book, it feels like uh, it feels like a, a return of form for for Spider Man in terms of characterization. That hamminess, Kale, I think is is that like that's part of set aesthetic of yield and day for that for that. Fact. And I I agree. Mm. And I think especially if you look to the Doc Ock issues that we read with Ed McGinnis. I feel like Zeb has handled it a lot better previously. Mm, mm. It felt to me, it felt like there should have been stakes here that weren't there. Sure. I think that's partially because the stakes are, the stakes don't apply to any particular person. It's, it's the stakes of who is going to, who is going to run New York. That doesn't apply to anybody. It it only it only factors for the villains, but we don't necessarily we don't give a shit who runs New York. We hope they lose. So I think yeah. that's the problem. And I think you're supposed to invest more in just the overall chaos rather than, you know, any anything of that nature, any stakes, because there's just not gonna be any. But I can understand why that would take heat away from the book for you. For me, it doesn't have any yeah. heat. It's just yeah. it's just fun to read. Paul. Oh. This is a poll for me, yeah. Pick of the week, like I said. Uh, Vincent Flanagan says, speaking of gangs, hashtag Marco Mob. What no. up? Ooh, I don't like the Marco Mob. What no, up, no. baby? They need, get, they need to get arraigned under RICO charges. Didn't we ban Marco's burners? I thought <laughs> I thought we had a talk, a, a talk about that. We did, but dude, I mean, please. They, they exist. They're out there. The minions are part of it, man. Oh, Fee, Fee Waver says, who would you pick to win this gang war? If you had to pick. Oh, that's a good question. I feel like Sean's an owl head. I love owl, but he ain't winning this damn no, game. No, I think he's already knocked out. Yeah. Any, any supposition that the Rose might not really be uh, the Rose right now? Oh, no. It's too much of a D-list character to bring back to Swerve, you know, like in my opinion. Well, because Kingpin is... son? Yeah, like Kingpin is working for his... Like sure, trying yeah. to help out his son. Don't You don't think that there's a chance that it could be another person? His other son? Trusadarsky no, like another character. Like someone... Nah, nah. Anyway, forget it. Uh, I don't like to I think that hard. hard. Yeah, okay. Um... Let's see. Yeah, let's just move on. Let's talk about Vengeance of Moon Knight, number one. Uh, writer, Jed McKay, with art by Alessandro Capuccio. Colors by Rachel Rosenberg. Letters by Corey Pettit. I have not been reading any Moon Knight at all. I dropped off a long time ago. So the context that I have for this is really from the first page, which is a recap page, which I appreciate. And generally speaking, I think Jed McKay did a good job of scripting this in such a way that you don't have to have read everything to understand what is happening in this specific comic book. Yeah, I read his Moon Knight. I did not read Death of Moon Knight, though, which was the mini that bridges this these two things. But I was fine. I had fine, no trouble comprehending. I, I felt better actually in the book and i was more confused reading the summary 
like I was all, all of these names are like I don't know if we need some extra punctuate punctuation or like you know maybe oh, shorter names yeah including his vampire assistant Reese ex mercenary soldier fellow fist of Conchu Hunter's Moon reformed criminal eight ball and former teammate Tigra so are, is this four people or is this eight <laughs> people. I thought I, maybe there was a character named Soldier. Same. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Oh, okay. So then, oh, cool. God. So then we know everyone. So, then. so there's eight yeah. people. Soldier is the shaved head dude. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was I was wondering who that guy was. So, so uh, essentially, Moon Knight is dead, and his friends are sitting Shiva for him, which is not something that I think I've ever seen in a comic book before. But okay. Um. And, uh, you know, they, they mourn for him, which was nice. Um, I don't have a connection to Moon Knight, so it was hard for me to, like, care about that part. But I get the general idea. All I could think about while I was looking at Captain America standing there is, like, yo, how many times a week does my man do this? And for the same people. Like, how many times has Captain America been to a funeral for Doctor Strange? Or, like, one of those people who dies constantly. I feel like Moon Knight's dead every other week. Anyway, uh, in fact, no, no, I'm not done. If you look at this page, right, that shows all these characters, how many of them have has Captain America been to a funeral for? This all just this them. year, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. The only unique thing about that was that Ben Grimm put on the the Shiva. Yeah, I did like that. A like, lot, oh, actually. that's that's yeah. interesting. That's new. <laughs> Yeah, I, for, I forgot that he's Jewish. Like, I forget that that's like his character. Probably yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think he was in the? What, what, what food do you think he brought over? It was a casserole. They said. It was, oh, okay, it was a casserole. Di- I saw it was like a casserole dish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eight ball is cool as fuck, dude. I, I love know. eight ball. Uh, I was I was kind of disappointed that it just turned out to be a mask. I kind of wanted it to just be his head. Oh, um, like orb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it, it cracked. I was like, "Oh, damn! It's just another dude." Yeah, he's always at the bar with no name, just shooting pool. He's useless as shit. <laughs> uh, and Reese, uh, I forgot about Reese. Reese is cool, and and uh, being this like lead and having this energy about her and this determination and the the face off between her and, and um, Tiger was cool. Like, like really adamant and. and um, it was a good moment. I do like how this whole supporting cast is really created for this run, like like during this run. So if you've invested your time in Chad McKay's Moon Knight, you're getting a lot of stories and evolutions of new characters, really. Like, when's the last time 8-Ball had a character arc? Probably never. That's the um, first time I've heard of him. Yeah, uh, he, and he's been around for ages, but he's like, you know, he's a D-list character. But and like I think the most would be Tigra because her and Moon Knight were in West West Coast Avengers. Um, but like I, I think it's pretty fun. I think the art is different. Um, it gets a little too almost like J.J. Abrams lens flary for me at times, mm. uh, where it almost feels overly rendered. Okay. Um. But I think it's good. Like that that final page reveal, or or I don't know if it's the final page, but the reveal we see of uh, that Moon Knight, whoever it is, yeah, uh, that was sick. That's a good looking page. 
um, it, it's a bit uh textured um almost mm -hmm. like um what's his face like smallwood would have done it, it has a little bit of that but the the inks are heavier which i think to your point makes a, a sharper contrast with the with the, the flares but with with smallwood it's textured in a way that feels like texture with this sure. it feels like texture in a way that i clicked the brush mm, yeah yeah i felt that I thought this book looked incredible. That was the most striking thing to me um, was the art. I mean, my God, like, look at this. Look at these pages here of this, like, Conchu person. Um, who is no, that? That's Hunter's Moon. Black that's Hunter's Moon. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Hunter's Moon. And, um, like, yeah, sick. Unbelievable. I, I was really impressed. And then Tigra, my God, can we just take a moment? Can we take a moment? To talk about how good Tigra looks in this book, she's got the the incredible animalistic um, pieces here that Capuccio drew incredibly. I've never seen Tigra look like that before. But then, but then, right? You turn the page, and then look at this. Look at this face off. Look at how tall Tigra is right there, in comparison to Reese. Should have been me. And the tails yeah, behind got... her. We got the tail fucking... behind Reese. Oh my god. Kingpin and Tombstone making out. Where? Why can't we get Tiger and Reese making out? Damn. I was half expecting. I was like, damn, someone's got to cut the tension. I actually, because of the, the sequencing of these panels, I thought that was gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Kind of looked like it. Yeah. So close. <laughs> I was like, what is this turning into? Is this my brain on in a in a comic? Yeah, Sean, Sean's about to be like yif yif. <laughs> Uh, I, ha I had fun with this. I, I, I'm, I can, I can tell you now that I'm not going to see whatever this turns out to be. Um, but I had fun with this particular issue. It did. It did a really good job of, even though I wasn't sure who everyone was, it did a good job of like making everyone at least fairly recognizable enough for me to care about what was happening. Yeah. The, my big complaint is that it does exactly what I hate. It makes the exciting thing the very last thing that happens in the issue. The, yes. the very on the last page. I agree with you. It doesn't let us sit with anything. It doesn't let us, you know, um, it's just beat you over the head with the next one. Go buy issue two. I'm not going to do that. My issue with the script was that it does it's it's so cliche at this point, but like showing us the end at the beginning and then going getting there. I feel like it's a crutch people use, not just comics, TV, movies. Um the 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 hook should be in the journey, not just to the destination. Uh, but the first page was the death, or do you mean they like off the cover? The first page was like the shot of eight balls head bashed open already, and oh, then it cuts oh, into see. like, all right, let's catch you up. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It was that record scratch. You're wondering how I got here a moment, you know? Yeah, sure. sure. Pull, yeah, pull. It's a pull for me too. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If this, um, if I had the budget, I'd, I'd follow this, but. There's a lot on the docket already. I'm interested in McKay's Moon Knight, so I'll definitely um, catch up on all this on Unlimited or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one to catch up on. Yeah. This was the listener pick this week. So you guys, you guys did a good job. 
you did a good job. You got a pull from all of us, which is rare uh, these days, at least for the for the for the listener pick poll. Um, but I want to point out that the new poll is already up. It's been oh. up. It's been up for an hour, and we've already got some votes. Don't want you guys to go anywhere, but I do want you guys to make sure that you vote. If you can hear me, you should definitely make sure that you vote uh, in the listener pick poll already. This is the, so these are the books: Titans, The Sacrificers, Wolverine, and Rebel Moon, House of the Blood Axe Number. Whoa! Now, I threw that on there because I felt like, all right, let's see how much you guys really love Zack Snyder. Let's see if the Snyder Bros will 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 come for this. But that that hasn't happened yet. It's, it hasn't been long enough. Right now, the order is this. Titans Beast World number four is winning with 50% of the vote, which I don't think will I don't think that'll continue. The Sacrificers number six is at number is at 21%. Wolverine 41, which is the beginning of the Sabretooth War arc, is only oh. at 17%. And Y'all gotta get said, those numbers up. Rebel Moon at 13%. So we'll see. We'll check in again a little later and see how that's doing at the end of the show. Yeah, and are, are the are the listeners gonna make me watch a three-hour movie? <clears throat> is it three hours? Uh, listen, I'll skip next week if that's what's going on. I was, <laughs> I was just gone a month. I can be gone again. That's fine. Okay, you want you want Wolverine to win? Yeah, real bad. Minions, I call upon thee. I don't need your help. <laughs> it wouldn't work anyway. People genuinely like the Flash. They don't give a shit about your bad date. Sure, sure. Okay, okay. That's what that's what it is. Uh huh. Chilumbo says Sean's going to get his wish for more furries at the rate this poll's going on. Listen, <laughs> ain't nobody in Titans Beast World looking like Tigra. So I'll pass on all that. I don't need it. I got enough Beast World. Oh, hey, yo. Ooh, Ultimate Spider Man's next week. Okay, cool. Yeah. Big week. Big week. Big, big week. Uh, the industry starting off hot. Uh, Tyler wanted to talk about Fantastic Four. Yeah, so let me just uh, get to the right slide here. Uh, Yeah, I want to check in with Fantastic Four number 15. This was the uh, – this whole run by by Ryan North and I think this issue is by Ian Fiorelli um, has been really fun. It's been real uh, one-shot stories in and out. Uh, Ivan Coelho did some of the art for some of the issues too. And this uh, this issue is a two-issue arc, and this is the finale of that. I kind of – wrapping a bow almost around what Ryan North has been doing for the past year. And this is just really simple, fun, fantastic four storytelling. There's nothing complex about it. It is not Hickman stuff at all. Um, it is, it feels a lot more like a world's finest. And then it's just kind of classic superhero comic stuff. Um, it's the thing, you know, he has his two kids adopted children, uh, that one's a Cree, one's a scroll. Uh, that was during slots run. Um, and it's about you know, the family trying to get their kids back after, out of a pocket dimension. And there's some, like, thing for Marco in this book, too, with a, a, an AI app that comes to life and gains consciousness. Um, yeah, I think it's just really good stuff. Um, I uh, This is one of my favorite books of the past year. Um, so it was cool to kind of pick up where it left off. I just want to check in on it because I don't think we've talked about it since issue one. So Cool. Glad you liked it. I really wanted to catch up on this. I actually just pulled aside all the issues that I have, which I think is all the issues that exist. I'm pretty sure I've bought them all. I haven't read any. So uh, that's <laughs> on, on my brand. stack. On yes. Brand. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where does it sit for you in terms of all the stuff that you read from Marvel? It's up there. It's probably one of my favorites, actually. Uh, you know, if he brings up, you know, I like that you usually learn some obscure fact at some point in the book. Uh, there's a bit of that. Uh, they talk about this. Uh, what, what is it? The uh, the China consciousness, which is when the when the phone was first invented. The idea that all these neurons being you know transported back and forth can maybe can make its own consciousness. Um, and uh, I think that's a def- that's a definite Ryan North thing. Um, North did a lot of uh, little tidbits of facts in Squirrel Girl, from what I remember as well. And he did what? What's the comic he did? XD. Uh, no, no, no. That's not him. He does comics. one. He does one called Dinosaur yeah. Comic, where he takes the same clip art of a dinosaur and a house and another dinosaur, and it's four panels. But every, I don't know, almost every day, it it's this weird, different scenario yeah. and weird, obscure fact built into the comic every time. Yeah, so there's a lot of that in this as well, which I think works for a Fantastic Four book. Um, and uh, the thing gets a, one of those uh, crusty white dogs all the white families have with the shit around their eyes. So they got one of those too. Um, I should too. Point. Uh, maybe. Maltese. Maltese? Maybe. Uh, Ryan North is just picking this, uh, picking this arc up? No, he's done this whole thing. All 15 issues. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Huh. Good stuff. All right, let's get into Pine and Mary Mac number one. This is a boom book by Kyle Starks uh, with art by Fran Galan, letters by Pat Brousseau. Now, I didn't know what this was going to be about. I didn't do any type of research. I see Kyle Starks, I buy. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, And... So it's a detective. It's a it's a it's a PI sort of thing, I guess. Detective sort of thing. Uh, husband and wife duo. The book is really centered on the wife. The husband is more like the the hunk and muscle kind of thing. He's like a like a perfect guy. He says you know romantic things. He can beat anybody up. He's a trained fighter. You know um, he's good for quips. So he's kind of filling that role, and then she's sort of the main character. You know, she's the motivation behind them starting this this firm. Um, and the journey is going to largely center around her past. And, you know, she's motivated by they're motivated by her past, essentially. Um, I got no problem with this setup. I think it's just that, A, this issue was all set up. And because it's a detective book, I feel like I've read 50,000 of these. And the thing that's supposed to be different, um, the only thing that is different is that it comes with Kyle Stark's sensibilities and sense of humor. But I don't know that it worked for me here. I love it everywhere else, but I don't think I really, I don't think I, it didn't get me here. I didn't get it. It, it felt like a little much. Um, like specifically, I, you know, I was, what, what caught me was the, um, you know the 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 angry housewife or whatever uh smearing shit on the detective uh the detective agency's windows yeah and it was like but why like it just like because it doesn't serve anything other than to get them outside of the agency where she meets where they meet the you know the 
the couple who give them the next case. Right. You know, which is the the big one. What that like could they not just come in like what yeah yeah <laughs> i felt that was more like a scooby-doo trope of introducing the side characters so you have red herrings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you have the unlikable guy that you might then issue two might be pointing towards this woman or the guy and it's a red herring i just again in these like detective stories i feel like you need to build up the side characters so you have uh ideas of who might be who but it is a lot to do in the first issue I would be shocked if we see that woman again, or yeah. at least in the context of the larger narrative. Even the man. Even the man. That didn't feel to me like setting anything up. It felt more like just scenes that give you context for who these people are and a little bit of Kyle Stark's humor. Yeah, like the 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 man's uh, case, you know, felt like a really good step into okay you know they they're really good at this she can nail all these things about this guy and her husband's got her back right and the thing is you know he's not gonna like them cool but then the the woman shows up and you know smears poop all over the window and says the exact same thing so it just feels like it doesn't again it just it feels like it's reiterating what's already been done and it doesn't serve it doesn't feel like it serves what comes after especially because what comes after isn't anything you know like they like they learn about this missing child that reminds her of her past you know they go to this bar uh which, again, like, I love Kyle Starks. I think he's great, and I totally get what he's going for, and I totally get that this guy's a badass. But no one here had a gun or a knife, or the, like, he's not the Terminator. You know, I, this, I don't know. That was my issue with this book, Sean. It's it's the the husband in this book. He's wife guy, you know, um, and it was he was almost too perfect. You know, like, the the wife had layers to her. Um, you know, like, you know, she, you know, had a traumatic past trying to, you know, live up to it. I don't know, like, this guy is like a, a specimen of a human being. Mm. Uh, he just can't cook. Like, that's his only downfall, I guess. Uh, which is like, it's not, that wasn't compelling for me. And then there's no real rift in their relationship to have a conflict there either. Um, well, and... Right. and- in the in the uh in the back of the issue Kyle has a you know a, a letter that says you know he wants to he wanted to write a book about a couple that's in love you know and where that's where the conflict isn't centered around them which i think is fine but you know like this dude doesn't he's not doing anything yeah, that explains why I didn't I didn't care much for it because I don't know what that looks like. And I I think it's fine to have a couple that is happy. I think that's totally cool. But this issue this issue didn't introduce any level of compelling dynamic between them. Like you could be happy together but quippy together. 
and have a funny dynamic. You know, there could be something there or I, I don't know. I think yeah, of and- Green Arrow and Black Canary. Like kind that of, yeah. usually works because they're they are, you know, crazy in love. But there's oh, always yeah, conflict yeah, yeah. still. Maybe not necessarily yeah. always between them, but there is conflict involved around them in a way. It seemed like their thing was the the little drawings or the little gifts or whatever. Yeah. To each yeah. other. But that I don't know, it, it didn't quite come across well enough. First clear time, enough. First time was cute. Second time was like, oh, okay, it's the thing. Uh, it, interesting. I, I, this was this was my pick of the week, and then as we've talked it through, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of reframed it. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, talk about what you love so much about it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean, on your uh, it, it was the, the, it started with the art largely. Um, I, I really like the the brightness of it. Uh, I think the the colors, the the composition is all solid. Um, it felt light um um and uh some of the the transitions as well um the the scene in in the uh what should we call it from the gas station to the camera to all of a sudden we're inside the gas station to the camera moments there was there was good execution but i think on, on the story front as you guys have talked about it i think there's a lot of fair points there um that i hadn't l- called out and considered um and it ended pretty abruptly. I, I almost felt like there was more to come. And the last patient, I'm like, oh, wait, that was, oh, okay. Um, that was going to be my only gripe. But um, I think I think you guys have raised a lot of fair points. Um, it, it did feel... to Moon Knight. Oh, that's your new, that's your new, new pick of the week? That's, that's a new pick of the week. Um, it felt like a, a black sad by way of lifetime. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 I, I was I was half ready for the final page to show like an alien or you know like <laughs> somehow this is gonna be way crazier than you could possibly imagine. I did not expect that the final page would just be a girl caged in a regular place with a regular presumably a regular person telling her shut up or you're gonna get it. Like Man. The image comics of the two thousand tens ruined single genre stories. <laughs> Well, you're no, it's right. more just wrong. like it's more just like what is the hook here? There's yeah. got to be something more. Yeah. And it, it it's and it's not and I think that that's fine, but I think it's not as alluring compared to other books that we that we'll read about it. It's it's funny Milkbone Crusader 6 says I don't think we're supposed to like the couple though in their dynamic. I think you're supposed to. Yeah. But the book like doesn't I, function if you don't yeah, yeah. But exactly. I, I, I don't really, but I think I'm bringing in my own baggage to that, to be honest. So it is interesting to see how other people view that. <laughs> I, you know, uh, me in a happy marriage, I qu- quite enjoyed their dynamic. I just, like, I wanted more between yeah. them. Yeah. You can like it and recognize it doesn't feel realistic. Well, and not even, not even realistic, just, like, they don't feel like two complete people. Even even if they did, it is realistic. There are people running around that are happy in life. That as a as a singular idea is not interesting to watch. It's just not. Conflict is compelling. 
There is no conflict between them. That means that the conflict has to come from somewhere else, right? Yeah. The conflict doesn't come from Superman and Lois's dynamic. It comes from something outside of their dynamic that threatens them or threatens someone they love or whatever. As of now, what we have is a conflict that has nothing to do with either of them at all, except for the fact that they're detectives, but it plays on her history and something that she's worried about and thinking. For me, that's not enough. And it plays on her history, which then further singles out the man as kind of feeling out of place in a way for me. He's a, he's a hanger on. He's there yeah. to be her muscle and her terminator and everything else. Yeah. You're right. One of those, one of those bikers definitely had a gun. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. You're in America. In the, it, in the in the Terminator movie, when Arnold walks into that bar, they might as well have had a bazooka in that bar. They had everything in that bar, but he was a Terminator, so it didn't matter. Uh, I don't know. I, I actually really love Kyle Starks. Um, we're probably going to have him around these parts soon enough. You know, you're not going to like everything. I love everything else I've read. It is what it is. And for what it's worth, the Fran Galan art is tremendous. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think Fee Waver says has a... Uh... Mateo Scalera vibes, and, and I think it, it is a bit of that. It's like it's funny because Erica Henderson did a, a variant cover for it, but it is like a mixture of a Mateo Scalera, Erica Henderson kind of feel to it. A little bit of Otto Schmidt in there too. Oh, we don't talk about him. Well, oh, we I, don't. I definitely see uh, Scalera. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, no, he did. He did one of those things that you know you put stuff in your art that might be a little like oh 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 boy. Oh, I didn't Subliminal, know. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, who did Tokyo Ghost again? Uh, that was America's uh, favorite landlord. Yeah, yeah, Sean Murphy. No. no. Oh yeah, it was Rem Reminder and, and Murphy. Yeah, I'd be thinking of another one, but not that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Milkbone Crusader says you know they're gonna work in the missing girls to her sister though. Maybe. They did. But they did. It, that's the connection, and that's why she felt sympathetic, which a bit on the nose, but, you know. No, he means in a literal sense, I would imagine. That, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But she died. Did she? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that was the that was the, her whole thing about, like, now I'm not, no murders. That was, yeah, that was what the book says. Maybe that's not true. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Um. Um, but also, how does it connect to the husband? Like, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. Oh, I hate that. Uh, I'm gonna. Look, it's like you say, you can't like everything, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull. Um, I think I'll see how it turns around. Um, because it it needs a little bit more. I think in retrospect, the art hooked me for sure, but um. I'd, I'd like to see if maybe there's a bit more development there. I feel the same. I'm going to pull. This is a, this is a pull, but like I need, I need to see what issue two does. Like issue two needs to kind of step it up, but yeah, it's a pull. So. Yep. Sean, do we know uh, what, what this is? Is it a mini? Is it an ongoing or it's, it's a boom know. book. <laughs> so it's whatever. Yeah. It's whatever sales dictate. It's whatever, you know, all that jazz. I hope they get a. I hope they get a nice long uh, run if that's what they're trying to get get at to tell the story that they're trying to tell. Um, yeah. 
but I don't think I'll be around for that unless I hear great things from one of you guys. Uh, just yeah, just like Uncaged said, if this was such a differently reviewed book, if it turns out awesome, I'll grab the trade. Yeah, sure. yeah, trade weight maybe. That's a it's an option. Do I'm always do doing that. <laughs> Catch it up on DCU. So it's been a year since we've hung out. It feels like it's been a year since all four of us have been on this podcast. At the truth. Was that last week? No. Huh? All four of us on this show? Oh, on this one, no. no, no. It's like uh it's like a couple months, bud. So we haven't had the chance to catch up. How was everybody's New Year's? Bro, I was sick, dude. I was taking shots at NyQuil. Honestly, same. I, I, I did a real low-key New Year. Uh, I have been sick every New Year's okay. for the past five years. So. <laughs> Kale's like, what? Uh, so, like, were the shots, like, fun, or are we talking, like, yeah, oh. whoa, that was sick, bro. No, of I NyQuil? took shots of NyQuil. Oh, no, no you don't. If you're robo-tripping, you don't take shots. You do different things. You mix it, and you want more than just a shot of that. I was being hyperbolic and simply making a statement about the fact that I needed to take NyQuil instead of mm. drinking alcohol. Oh, I see. <laughs> do both. Okay, I was like, can you believe you think I'm just going to take shots of fucking NyQuil? Yeah, the, cool the, stories, the, the stories I've heard from you, yes, I absolutely believe you would do <laughs> just that. Just chug off some fucking NyQuil? That's crazy talk. That's, that's going to hurt my liver. Although, to be fair, the things I do hurt my liver. No, you know, I don't know about it. You, maybe you're right. Marco, I, I can't even believe you just said that. I really can't. What? That you wouldn't do that. What are you crazy? Why would you do that? It's going to hurt your liver. Do you understand who you're talking to? <laughs> yeah. Marco, you're not like a, you're a partier. You're like a go out and dancer. You're not like a blackout guy. Oh, no, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, he is. Not reg mm, Not regularly mm -hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't currently have anyone in my life that moves like Marco. Hell yeah. No. Got Even when I was younger like now. Marco. Got them moves like Marco. Sometimes after the show on a Sunday morning, I'll look at the Discord and I'll I'll turn to Jess and I'll go, I'm worried about Marco. <laughs> <laughs> well, why? I'm recuperating. It's a recuperation day. Sometimes after the show on Pals Pulls. I'll see Marco went out afterwards, which is mind-boggling to me sometimes. Like, no, 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 this is a lot of energy. I, this is my energy for the night is in the show. I'm not <laughs> going out. For the week? In the winter? Hell no. Sometimes there's, there's good jazz on Thursday nights in the city. Only way to catch it. <laughs> Tom Account said NyQuil, Old Man Hound's whiskey equivalent. Uh, do not mix <laughs> man, the I two. Man, I feel that. I can only get the I can only get the uh, the Nyquil pills, and I have to like put them in my suitcase and get them shipped over here. Yeah, you can't get, I can't get the there. I can't get the syrup. That's right. I don't know. I don't know what that would do to me. It doesn't I, work on me anymore, man. Dude, I took it this weekend, and I I haven't taken it in years because I was addicted to it. And it messed me up. I took it once. I had dreams about albino dolphins and. I had to I had to stop and I like couldn't sleep because I didn't take it. Damn, dude. Yo, Matt Murphy, last time I drank with Marco was the weekend my name started. That was the night of the tiki bar. And then remember at the, in the back, 
they, they had some music playing. It was my 30th, right? Con- I think that was my 30th yeah. birthday, yeah. And I was trying to convince you guys, to, let's go dance, let's go dance. What, I don't even remember what they were playing. They were playing like rockabilly or some shit. And I'm like, let's get let's get a fishbowl and dance. Yeah. It was like an old sock hop. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Gotta get fucked up, Matt. I just want it to be known that Kale doesn't even live around these parts. So he's not a, he's not involved in this. And I stayed the fuck home. So I'm not involved in this either. Uh, when I went to go visit Kale, I feel like I tired him out by by being in his presence. We we went, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> first of all. It's like when you volunteer we at a went, shelter to walk an elderly dog. <laughs> we, we went to one museum and I went, all right, Marco, I'll see you later. And he went, no, we got to go to like the comic book store where... I was going to meet your dog. Oh, no. Whole itinerary listed out. It's a whole day event. And then then I had woken up that day at like four in the morning, taking the train, arrived. God. And then I went out that same night. Yeah, you did. I did. So, yeah, Marco got into Liverpool at, say, it was like nine or something. Something like that. And we went, got some breakfast and, uh, you know, hung around town. And then uh, we met my wife. And my dog, my you know, uh, out in the yard at about 6, 6 p.m. So we went and got some dinner, um, and then he had to get a train back to London uh, at, I, I think it was around 9. Sounds right. He was like, man, I'm real tired. I think I'm, I'm just going to go back to the uh, the flat and get some sleep. Well, he had to go get the key to the flat That's from right. somebody across London, yeah. which is like getting across New York City, but worse. And so he was just like, no, I just napped on the train and stayed out and partied for another four hours or something. It closed down the bar. Honestly, sometimes when when I'm hanging out and I'm trying to stay up late, I just think, Marco could do it. I can too. Come on. Come on. Energy. If I have that thought, thought, Marco can do it, I don't do it. (laughs) It's a bad idea. Nap time. That's a really good way to live your life. WMD. Yeah. Listen, yeah. bedtime ten o'clock. That's it, man. <laughs> Good I uh, I spent my New Year's hearing someone uh, defend the Flash movie. Mm-hmm. That was a fun time at the 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 party that I was at on the phone. No, 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 in person, oh. in person. That's when you go up and say, hey, I have to use the bathroom, and then you just go into the bathroom, you sit on the toilet, and you just sigh real hard. <laughs> just to sigh. Yeah, that was the first. I was blown the fuck away by that. What was the argument? Uh, just that, that the Flash movie is underrated, that it's it's been maligned unfairly, that there's a really good dynamic between uh, uh, Barry and his <laughs> mother. Between um, Ezra and himself, <laughs> and himself. Did you spend New Year's with Ezra Miller? <laughs> no, thankfully not. Because if I did, I'd probably have a lawsuit pending right now. Yeah, yeah we wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, because Ezra would have terrorized the entire party. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Kale. Well, but it just connected to that. Um, I haven't been here since before Thanksgiving. So I haven't even caught you guys up on my whole thing, but on the trip to, and I, I won't. Palling around. Or, yeah, palling around. Or something, yeah. On the uh, on the trip to um, 
San Francisco. There, you know that stereotype of black women in horror movies. So we had, you know, no, where they I shout don't. at the where they shout at the the screen and like, don't go in there. That oh, kind from of like scary movie, scary movie. I'm trying to help you out here, Kel. From like scary movie. Uh, <laughs> the, the... <laughs> anyway, yes. yeah. there were there were four black women right behind me in on the plane. And they uh, were watching Flash. I have my noise-canceling headphones on, and I can hear them through the headphones, and they're doing exactly that through the Flash. It was wild, man. I feel like there was a way to frame this that (laughs) didn't feel racist, but you went right – you drove right through the racist door. That's not what that was. Was the baby scene, the microwave baby scene? That was there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I just can't imagine watching the Flash on a plane. Yeah. Word. I make me want to get off the cruise. jump off the plane. Yeah. Full tech cruise. Put your headphones on. Don't listen to anything. Just stare at the, the chair. Six hours. <laughs> you guys want to see my stack? Ooh. Oh, hey. Is that a euphemism for free? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you, you've been yeah. gone. You haven't seen this, this this new bit. Yeah. So. New year, new me. That's what I say. And I pledge to keep my stack lower. And the stack is my weekly comic book haul. Now, I have established that, unfortunately, I'm behind on a lot. Comic book-wise. And comics are more expensive than ever. So, I'm challenging myself to focus on how much money I'm spending on comics and how many I'm buying every week. And you guys are keeping me honest. So <laughs> Atomic Hound already throwing out yes. the number 13. We're going to, uh, I guess, guess the number of comics that I bought this week. And, you know, a little over-under. I, of course, will not partake because this time I actually do know the number. 10 flat. Hmm. Ooh. This week was pretty decent. I'm going to go with 11. Cole also with 11. Kilombo mm. says nine. Wow, went low. Ooh, Flanagan. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking going low too, but I don't think Sean has that kind of control. Um, <laughs> You're thinking of beans. I'm a, well, right. Sorry. Uh, I'm gonna say twelve. Okay. All right. It's gonna be. Okay. We, we've all lowballed it. I bet. Well, I said New Year, New Me. Right. So. So it's only the first week. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, (laughs) I'm like those people that start going to the gym for like a week and change. That's like me. Here we go. Vincent Flanagan says, I'm just guessing the last number. Hey, not a bad, uh, not a bad strategy. So the five books that we read for the show, obviously, we'll put those aside. Fantastic Four, number 15. I fucking love Galactus. So I had to get this cover. Is it Alex Ross? Who is it? Uh, I don't even know. Let's see. This looks like those old like Marvel trading cards. I, it's uh, I think it's uh, it's either Francesco Mobley or Greg mm. and Tim Hildebrandt, or maybe it's all of them together. It's probably all of them together. But yeah, I love this cover. Uh, I love Galactus. I'm still buying Captain America by JMS. Can't help myself. The Hunger Have and the Dust. Uh, I read the first one that we reviewed oh, on right. Palace. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, and that's why this segment works so much better when Kale's here because Kale will actually say, "Wait, are you even reading that?" I was just curious. It's appropriate. It's appropriate. Ask me if I'm reading The Hunger in the Dusk. Has that been? Are you? I read the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Birds of Prey, number five. How could I miss that? Yeah, that one you're actually reading. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Superman. What's what's the full title? Superman in the Middle Curtain, 78. Mm. This is uh, number three, supporting our boy Gavin. Let's go, Gav. Good work. Any good? Wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> it looks good. We've seen the art. Oh, no, it looks great. Yeah. yeah. The art's great. And that's it, if you could believe that. Ted, baby. Ten. On the money. On oh, the money. Whoa. All right. Okay. okay. Yep. I stopped the Ted. The old Tyndale tries. Yeah, so did anybody? No one got that. I got it. Marco did. Yeah. Oh, you did? Marco oh, said, Marco. Yeah. He said 10 flat. Um, And Sean, that, that cover is by Greg and Tim Hildebrand. It is actually from the Marvel Masterpieces collection, those old trading oh. cards. There you oh, go. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Atomic Count says, I think we should really monitor the plus minus between the number bought and the number read. <laughs> See, now that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. The only problem is that because we do this show on Thursdays, it's not. I mean, we can't expect me to have read all of the books before we go live. I can. Now, if we're talking about what I read from last week, if that's the game, I'll tell you right now, I didn't read one single book (laughs) beyond what we read for Palace Books. (laughs) That is true. I've been reading a lot of other stuff, and maybe that should become a part of this segment, and I think I like that idea. I will tell you guys at some point about the books that I've been reading to catch up with my stack. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I've been doing the same, actually, yeah. Endless. Are there other ones that you're looking at you're like, I just might not catch up to that. There's just too much. X-Force. Oh. X-Force is mine. I look at my stack of yeah. X-Force, and I'm like, oh, God. Because, Tyler, don't you sort yours alphabetically? I do, yeah, because I do it, yeah. Yeah, because you hate yourself. Yeah. Huh? All right. You, you, want, you want me to get really real? Here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. All right. Batman. The last full Batman run that I read, I've bought every single issue of Batman that has come out since 2006 the last full run of batman that i read was scott snyder whoa like kept it concurrent Hmm? it's all of tom king's run i read some of it tinian and tinian i completely didn't read tinian Hmm. i'll do you one better if you want i got you (laughs) all right thor Did you start Aaron's run? (laughs) The last full Thor run that I read. This is going to blow your fucking mind. And I bought it all. I bought every issue of Thor since JMS. Oh, come on. The last issue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it God of Thunder? No. The last full Thor that I read was JMS. This was during Civil War. Yes. Didn't you read all of Thor: God of Thunder though? Wait, who's who's? Uh, that's with that's uh, that's not the mighty Thor. Oh, but didn't that continue after after that, that was whole there saga? was no Thor proper, so that was kind of the proper Thor, and then Mighty Thor happens. So I, I guess if you're if you're eliminating that, then yeah, yeah. So there you go. That means I missed all of Kate's. I mean, I completely missed Kate's. I probably missed half of what Aaron did on Thor. 
he did it for a long time. Yeah, you yeah. missed more than half. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a process. But we'll you know, get Thor it. was a girl for a while. Yeah. Hey, and, some uh, of that was great. You know the parts I the parts I read. <laughs> the parts I read. Don't even get me started on Avengers. Years. Well, I, I have I have a a Jason Aaron story for you guys. Off mic. <laughs> oh shit! So we got to end the show. Okay, bye. Hear that. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. We appreciate it. Love, love, love the time we get to spend together on Thursdays for Pals Pulls. Thank you to everybody that tuned in live. Hit the like button as you are getting away from us. Patreon.com slash the comics pals to support if you enjoy what we do over here. If you have um you know the desire to go the extra mile with us, we go the extra mile for you on Patreon through the channel membership. Uh if we're asking from you, we're giving you tenfold. So thank you to everybody that supports. Tune in Saturday for the main show live at 10 15 a.m. Eastern. We will see you there. Until next time, take care. See you next week. I almost forgot to do that.